Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Who are you? Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. everyone and welcome to the JT show Super Talk Mississippi uh, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this Monday morning Rhino Howdy howdy Kicking off a new week here on the program So you accosted me in this morning's meeting for speaking too soon <laughs> Yeah you jinxed us a bit last week you didn't knock on wood fast enough <laughs> Seems like we do have a bit of a storm brewing in the Atlantic, and it is possible it could make landfall in the Gulf. Oh, geez. Well, we don't need any of that. It won't be here until late this week anyway. Well, let's hope it stays away and uh, just sort of fizzles out and doesn't cause any problems here in the great state of Mississippi. Did you happen to attend the uh, former President Barack Obama's 60th birthday party? Did you get an invitation? No, I was not invited, so I could not be disinvited. (laughs) Well, it doesn't matter (laughs) to the disinvited, right? Because he still went. (laughs) It was scaled back, as they say. What, 470 folks at a scaled back birthday party? Oh, my gosh. Where's Fauci on this? What did he say? Super spreader! He was too busy dogging Sturgis. Explain, please. Well, I forget who he was talking to, but he was video calling in to do an interview, and he went off about the potential of a super spreader event at the Sturgis bike rally, which is second verse, same as the first from last year. They went all in on saying the Sturgis bike rally was going to be this big super spreader event, and... Then they started doing the digging and couldn't find any real connection between the event and any increase in infections. Well, didn't you know, my young friend, only Republicans and conservatives actually spread the virus. Oh, well, of course. It knows, does the virus. It knows and understands the attendees at an event. And when they are liberals or Democrats, it says, nope, not spreading. That's a pretty dang smart virus. When it can discern on the basis of political ideology. (laughs) That seems to be the case. So there there were a number of guests who, by the way, posted photos of their attendance. They're proud to be amongst those elitists, the privileged that attended the event at Barack Obama's $11.7 million estate. Just a common man, though, right? Anyhow, they posted photos, they shared photos on their social media 
showing guests without masks. And <laughs> the president and, and the former president and his staff rushed to delete them. We can't show that. We can't show that. <laughs> we were crossing the line against the recommendations of the Democrat regime. It's just so silly. And you just wonder why folks don't trust government. The folks are just sick of this rules for thee but not for me that's just playing out every day. And they're just mad. And there were also numerous reports of the traffic congestion. What? They were in vehicles? Please tell me they were electric. The shame, the humanity. Pretty sure John Kerry took a private jet to attend. What a hypocrite. Every damn one of them should have walked. If they truly cared, they should have walked. It, it's just off the charts. Double standard hypocrisy. It's, uh, it's revolting. It's, uh, mm. These are just liberal elites. They're just laughing at the rest of, of America. And they're trying to sell this deal as a scaled-back party. You ever had 500 folks at your party? What about this giant tent they set up on the property? Did you see that? <laughs> I guess that was so it could be outdoors, quote-unquote. <laughs> Who did they borrow this thing from? Ringling Brothers? I mean, it looks like a circus tent. It's true. <laughs> Why do they think that they could, I guess, do this in a concealed fashion? I mean, the idea that they're rushing to delete these photos is just stupid. It's sickening. It's, we don't want people to know that what we're telling them to do, we don't actually comply with. Oh, we can't have anybody knowing that. Oh, geez. It, uh, folks are just sick of it, I think. They really are. And it's just ridiculous. Uh, who, will you please tell me who Chrissy Teigen is? Who's that? Teigen. Teigen, excuse me. She is married to, oh, what's his name? John Legend. Like, yeah, John Legend. Yeah. She has been in the, the news recently because she's a, a social media troll. I mean, she, she has made her fame as being the gimmick for a couple different shows on MTV or VH1 or whatever where she just stands up in a DJ booth and acts like a DJ and then they kind of poke fun at her and she laughs along with them. But yeah, she's been in the news because she uh, told I believe it was a young transitioning person or maybe it was just somebody that didn't disagree they didn't agree with her. She basically told them to go kill themselves on social media. Huh? And it came to light in the last few months, and she's got a lot of backlash for that. And yeah, she she's one of those people that really doesn't do a whole lot for society, but her face is everywhere for some strange reason. Hmm. Well, I believe she and Mr. Legend were among the privileged attendees, if I'm not mistaken. 
So Nancy Pelosi was not invited. Well, she was, but then she was disinvited. Disinvited because they had to scale it back. So you 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 uninvite the Speaker of the House. (laughs) That's just kind of funny. She must be a party pooper, maybe. She just ain't no fun at the party. Uh, So, but she. Okay, so she flew to Martha's Vineyard, right, at the Martha's Vineyard airport in her private plane. She uh, Sources, however, say she wasn't there for the Obama bash. She just was, I don't know, going to Martha's Vineyard. That's where the rich go. That's where the privileged go. That's where the elitists go. Martha's Vineyard, right? But they stand in front of the country and lecture the the rest of us about wealth inequality and privilege and inequity. Huh? They're the poster children for it. And, And I know a lot of people think, well, she got rich in government. Well, she actually didn't. She married into it. But it's still double standard hypocrisy, in my view. How many times have you seen the the videos of any number of people, whether they be elected officials or the underlings of said elected officials coming to the podium to give some sort of press conference about some serious matter, and they're right off stage left or stage right, and you can see them getting ready, looking over their notes without a mask, and then, oh yeah, time for the cameras, put the mask on, walk out (laughs) to the podium, take the mask right back off. It's ridiculous. It, it just is. All right, uh, who's the actor Don Cheadle? I don't know how to... Cheadle. Cheadle. Who the heck's he? I've he, never seen him. Uh, he, he's probably most known nowadays for taking over the role of War Machine opposite Iron Man in the Marvel okay. movies. I got you. Pretty good actor. He was in... Uh, he was in the Oceans movie. He was the gadget guy that had the EMP device in Oceans 11 that had the weird Cockney accent. Okay. Well, he, he enjoyed a round of golf with the former president at Martha Martha's uh, Martha Martha's Vineyard. Excuse me, I can't get it out. I'm so distraught over this. Martha's Vineyard Golf Club. Who gets to play there? I bet I Not couldn't me. get on. You couldn't. This is just off-the-charts double-standard hypocrisy. And there's a photo of Steven Spielberg stepping off his private golf stream with his goofy mask on and his dumb hat. This is just the ultimate for-thee-not-for-me crap. Hmm. Unbelievable. We'll step aside for a break right here on the JT Show. When we return, Senator Scott Delano... From Harrison County, he represents District 50. We'll talk about the possibility of a special session and what he's got planned for next year. Stay with us. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Summer travel is ahead and the need continues. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood as we move into the summer months. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. 
Hi, this is Anitra over at MacBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms for sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream. The new degree of comfort. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. Indoor air pollution can cause health risks, such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. Demand the best for your truck. Line X spray-on bed liners give the only nationwide lifetime warranty. Line X of Jackson is your source for all of your truck accessory needs. From lift kits, wheels, tires, bed covers, hitches, you name it, we do it. Want leather installed in your car or truck? We even give a lifetime warranty on our leather. Line X of Jackson has been your source for spray-in bed liner and truck accessories for over 20 years. Come see us on Highway 80 between Airport and Crossgates. Line X of Jackson, 601-664-0030. Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. They always say what they want. They're open about their opinions. They're not afraid to say what they feel. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Monday. Joining us now, our good friend representing Senate District 50, that's Harrison County, Senator Scott Delano. Good morning, Senator. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, how's the weather down there in the coast? Assuming that's where you are today. 
Yeah, I'm down here in my office in Gulfport, and it's absolutely beautiful. So we just want to keep it this way, and hopefully you didn't jinx the great state of Mississippi and <laughs> South Mississippi with a storm next week. Man, I hope not. Uh, apologies in advance for the jinx if I did, but we're going to we're gonna think positively about that, uh, certainly here on the show. Yep, that's this time of the year. We understand that, and we're, we're well prepared for it. We've been through it quite a few times, so we won't shoulder you with that entire burden. I <laughs> appreciate that. All right, so let's get right to it. What are the prospects of a special session? A couple of critical items, as you are well aware, that could possibly be addressed should the governor call a special session. August seems like the time when those things kind of happen. we got this medical marijuana situation. Uh, we've got the ballot measure process, uh, citizen-initiated ballot measure process. What are your thoughts? What are you hearing there, Senator? Well, I think we're hearing a lot of a lot of things just through the grapevine, but um, nothing has formally come out as far as um, a date that is being discussed. But um, I think that the talking with my Senate colleagues, we understand the importance of us getting a a real uh, medical marijuana program. Uh, implemented as soon as possible as the will of the voters have have told us um, but we're, we're working through that and I know that Senator Blackwell has taken the lead on this in the Senate as he has over the last couple of years he's really educated himself on the issues on the policy issues as well as um, trying to understand exactly um, how we can put together a bill that can be passed in both chambers. And I know that he's working very diligently to do that. And I feel confident in saying that the Senate could be in a position to move forward uh, relatively quickly with a special session. And um, I just haven't heard anything from, and I certainly can't speak to anything that's going on over in the House at this time, but I, I would love for us to get into a special session and address medical marijuana sooner than later. And then the ballot initiative process will work on that, I believe, in the, in the regular session because that would take a, a, a ballot initiative again. Uh, and the first time we will be able to do that to ratify any legislation that the legislature passes would be November of 2022. Two, yeah. So that would uh, come in the form of a, a measure that would be referred by the legislature to the ballot in this case. So you're right. We do do have some time there. Uh, because we can't get anything done until we have a statewide uh, ballot. And that next time that happens in That's 2022, correct. unless we were to invest a bunch of time and money, I guess, in calling a, a special election, statewide election. I don't know if such uh, authority exists and rests with uh, anyone. I guess that would maybe be the governor. But uh, that probably doesn't make a lot of sense from a, a monetary perspective. And financial perspective. I would agree with you, but it's not any less important to the voters and not any less important to me and many other legislators for us to get this resolved quickly Agreed. and to get it done uh, very, you know, very succinctly and consistent with what we've seen. Um, what it, what we've seen in the past and the way that we our ballot initiative process worked. Yeah, I, I agree. It's cer certainly something that uh, that needs to be addressed and needs to be resolved because right now we we don't have such a process uh, based on uh, the Supreme Court ruling on Initiative 65. We don't really have a process. Uh, there's no way that the citizens can uh, can gather up the necessary signatures in a way that uh, is consistent with law and the Constitution. Put that on the ballot. The Supreme Court's already set a precedent for that, so that's a problem. 
Uh, where do you, so where do you stand, Senator, on, on the medical marijuana situation? You're familiar with 65, 65A, of course, the alternative. What, what are your thoughts about uh, the distinctions there and kind of what you'd like to see happen? Well, I, I'll tell you this, that back in 2019 and before when I served in the House, this issue came up quite a, quite a few times through different amendments in the process, and I voted for uh, medical marijuana back in the, those days. Um, but I think I had, I know I had some problems and some challenges with Initiative 65 and the way that it was written, but I was um, fully supportive of a realistic medical marijuana program. When it passed, Gerard, I, I've focused specifically on what would be the best policy for the state of Mississippi and how can we take what Initiative 65 has has given us and given the state of Mississippi and turn it into the best program possible uh, and to try to help on the policy side of things. And uh, when the Supreme Court um, threw all that out and now here we are, I felt that it, it was even uh, more important for me to bear down and look at these issues that other states have addressed and try to, to, to learn what uh, the process was that that states initially came up with and then what happened through that maturation process for medical marijuana. And, and in many cases, it, it ends up getting to an adult use program pretty quickly. And I kept asking the question, why? And I know this may be a little different than some of the buzzwords that are out there that people are talking about today. But, you know, if you look at what our problem with marijuana is today, it is it really boils down to the illicit market. It's always been illegal, and the only marijuana that's available is through the illicit market. Mm -hmm. When we come in and we allow for a medical marijuana program to be stood up in our state, I think that's only going to compound the problem that the illicit market brings to our, to to Mississippi. And I think policymakers in a lot of other states have had to battle with how do you try to address the all of the issues that uh, come with that illicit market, market and the expansion of the illicit market, at the same time providing uh, the much needed um, medical components and uh, a medical program that, um, that you're intending uh, to reach or to give relief to the people who, who need it the most. And I think that that's probably the reason why a lot of states have moved to an adult use side. You've decriminalized medical marijuana or marijuana to a point that it's not practical to try to prosecute people at the local level and it ends up being um, an issue where I think states frankly just look at it and say if we can get a little more money out of the tax revenue from an adult use side maybe we can plug those tax revenue dollars into areas where we know that we're going to need it like dr drug diversion courts and um uh, med mental health issues at the local level, and all of that would be at the county level itself and not through the state of Mississippi or through the state itself. So I think that those are the things, that's how I look at it differently. And I think that's the best way for us to combat the illicit market is eventually do like the other states have done and provide a quality product and through the supply chains, through our regulated supply chains to um, to knock the need for that illicit stuff down. You have no idea what's what's in some of the stuff that's being sold on the streets today, such as spice or um, fentanyl. These are very important issues I think we've got to address. Yeah, I mean, and I think I, the, the way we're going to do that is going to be through through putting together a really solid program that has the legislature's input as well as all the agencies that that need to need to provide that uh, regulatory climate.
You know, the risk is, uh, I, I should say, let me start with this, a lot of folks uh, favor uh, taxation and, at a fairly high level of medical marijuana, and they want that going to the general fund, uh, which is fine, except states such as California have learned that if you tax it too high, uh, you really don't eliminate the, the black market, the illegal uh, transactions of, of marijuana, and, and thus you don't produce the tax revenue, you thought. But more importantly, you, you still got all the crime and the underworld associated with the black market. So there's a fine line there on what the correct level of taxation is. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know that's what the legislature is really working on and what um, Blackwell has talked about. I think, I think what we have said is there's an expectation that medical marijuana is going to be taxed at a lower rate. Yeah. Um, and while it won't be a, a rate of zero like we have on medication, it will be a lower rate. Whereas the adult use, and as we've seen in, in other parts of the country, the adult use can tolerate a little bit higher levels of tax. Yeah. And I think that that's the, the question that we should be asking ourselves is, how are we going to address the problems that we have in our communities today? with medical or with drug use, yeah. and what can we do in the future when we know that that illicit market and that black market is going to flood our local areas with uh, with product that we have no idea the, whether it's safe or not. Yeah. Uh, you got to go, or can you hang around? want to talk about uh, income taxes and also what's coming up in the 2022 session. You, can you say? I'm here. Let's, right. let's go. We got it. Senator Scott Delano is our guest. Stay with us. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 94. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 75. Your Tuesday rolls in with a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 96. And for your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny sky, high near 96. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Speaking to all men, if you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. 
Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Callaway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South, period. We offer bulk soils for the do-it-yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Katherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The Mississippi State Medical Association is asking all school districts in the state to institute mandatory mask policies to slow the spread of COVID-19. The group says the danger the Delta variant presents for students, teachers, and the broader community, especially schools serving students who are currently unable to be vaccinated, makes it imperative that every school district mandate masks. And just as businesses were starting to get employees back, the uptick in COVID cases is creating a new round of staff shortages. We were already dealing with a shortage of supplies. They tell me that the backlogs from you know vehicle microchips and other equipment parts around the world, uh, that's going to hopefully clear up sometime next year. Ag Commissioner Andy Gibson says most of those microchips came from China. That's a creation of uh, our, you know, our own making, letting that happen. Somebody needs to put a microchip factory in America somewhere. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. This is Jake Mangum. It's great to be on a team that is based in Mississippi. It's important to me that my team supports our high schools, universities, and several local events throughout the state. Of course, I'm talking about my home team, Farm Bureau Insurance. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. With a historical barrier gone and a new state flag flying, it's the dawn of a new day and new opportunity for Mississippi. The Mississippi Economic Council has identified three areas vital for shaping our future. Bolstering education and workforce development, enhancing our business climate, and keeping and attracting the best and brightest talent to build a stronger, more competitive state. Thanks to a sponsorship from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi, MEC will be meeting with leaders across the state to develop a plan for securing our future. For more, visit MEC.MS. Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. 
You can text the JT Show, 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. We got Senator Scott Delano from Harrison County on the line with us today. We appreciate the senator joining us. So, uh, great discussion there, Senator, about the medical marijuana program. There uh, are are strong feelings, as you well are aware, on both sides of that argument. Uh, there are folks that want it to to be passed, a program to be passed that is uh, identical to uh, Initiative 65, and there, and there are those who want to see something come about that uh, has some adjustments, and then there are those that oppose any program whatsoever. So, a uh, difficult challenge uh, for you folks. But I wanted to pivot a moment here to uh, tax reform in the state of Mississippi. As you are well aware, the, uh, the Speaker uh, presented a proposal, a bill, which passed the House. It went over to the Senate, didn't really get any traction, and now it is our understanding that uh, Senator Josh Harkins is going to be conducting some hearings later on this month, I think, to discuss a possible tax reform uh, in the state. Where do you stand on this? Well, look, I think overall, I'd like to see any reduction in taxes uh, for the taxpayers better for for all of Mississippi. Um, I do believe that we have to come forward with a a, a very well methodical plan that's thought out um, and, and it has provisions in it to make sure that we're able to to provide our necessary functions of government. Um, and I believe that um, that that Senator Harkins and the rest of the Senate Finance Committee will will look at this. You know, Senate has become known for having these hearings and and conducting our, our business out in the public and making sure that the public sees some of the uh, due diligence that we give these efforts and these energies in bills that come forward. And uh, we're going to do that, and then that will come up before the entire Senate, and we'll have discussions on it. But I, all in all, I'm I'm for it. I'd like to see something happen. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of people who think, uh, going back to the medical marijuana, that medical marijuana is going to be some panacea of of money for the state of Mississippi. And the facts are that is not going to be the case. Right. The only way the state general fund is really going to appreciate any type of, of revenue from this is, is through th- that adult use side and that adult use side could could if if that's the decision that the legislature wants to go uh, could provide an offset for some of those income taxes that the house uh, in speaker gun would would like to see reduced and uh, again that's all part of the discussion i think that should be open and on the table for yeah. discussions uh, as we move forward 
Yeah, you know, the math does matter, as, as you well know, and, and I think that a lot of folks look at uh, just the sale of marijuana, be it for medical purposes or recreational purposes, it is just has this giant pot of tax revenue awaiting, and it's just not the case. I mean, we, we would be spending all our money on mar- marijuana and not consuming anything else if it were to generate the kind of money that, that uh, some believe it would. Like every, every issue that comes up in state government, Government. Well, you we need a medical marijuana program and collect all the taxes. I even had the, the head of the association here on, it's been a few months, but asked point blank, how big do you think it could get in terms of, of revenue? And when you look at, uh, let's say, a standard tax of 7%, consistent with our current state sales tax, uh, maybe raises $25 million bucks at its peak. Uh, maybe. And yeah, I would when, agree with that. And when you got a 6 Six trillion. I'm too busy thinking about the federal government. A six billion dollar uh, budget uh, uh, of spending out of the general fund. It's just it's peanuts at the end of the day. So yeah, and uh, to your point, I really think the first couple of years the general fund is going to have to subsidize the 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 startup of the program itself, and who, whoever is going to be the uh, regulatory agency is going to require. Uh, significant funding from the general fund just to just to get it off the ground. So you're absolutely right. There's not a there's we're only three million people in our state, and even if we expanded it to adult use, which allowed for people from outside of the state to purchase as well, we're still not going to see the this huge windfall to the general fund that people. Um, would expect. Yeah, it's more than nothing, but it's it's not like okay, well, we can proceed with all these other projects, and it fi- this fixes our roads and bridges and education and Medicaid and everything else we spend money on. It's just not the, not the case from a, from a pure math perspective. But I, I know that Senator Harkins, I, I agree with you. They they always do a good job in the Senate of conducting these hearings uh, for the public. And uh, and they bring in people who are subject matter experts, and they hear from them, and they consume all that, analyze uh, those those presentations and remarks, and then get to work. Uh, but I, I surely would like to see something come about, and hopefully, Senator, we can exclude the politics from all this. It just feels like there's some political contention going on uh, between the houses and perhaps even the governor's mansion, and and certainly we can all work together and come up with something we can agree on that uh, we as Mississippians will benefit from. Uh, and I hope that's the case. And and uh, so I'm, we're going to be watching. Me too. What what do you got uh, on the boards for 2022? What are you thinking about? What are your priorities there? Well, so um, in the Senate, I serve as the chairman of the Technology Committee and also the vice chair of the Military Affairs uh, Committee. And both of those committees are um, have been working on several things. But I'll, I'll tell you what I'm really interested in and making sure that that we stay on top of is uh, enhancing our statewide cybersecurity uh, efforts throughout state government. And that's that's something that we will look at through the technology committee. And I personally will will task the six other members of my committee to help come up with a um, or understanding the issues that states are facing in developing these plans and more importantly, implementing them across different state agencies, the disparate agencies in our state, when 
And it's hard, as you know, um, everybody wants to do it their way in their own little silos and, and they don't like to communicate a whole lot with each other. And when you're dealing with security issues, sometimes it makes it even more difficult to do that. But we've got to come up um, and continue to press forward with our cyber initiative uh, efforts. And then um, also to impure or to improve on the procurement for IT services um, across our entire state government. And that's something that uh, has been ongoing and as IT and ITS uh, has changed over the years, we've got to stay up and stay current with with common practices in the private sector and find for the most efficient use of, of our dollars that we appropriate to state agencies and make sure that that it's done with a consistent and, and clear plan um, that, that that provides a savings to the taxpayers and and also the services that are required for the agencies to perform. Yeah, you know I will say as a vendor and for many years the the largest vendor of IT infrastructure services uh, to the state of Mississippi, uh, going back to when I formed the company in in 1986, I've I've always thought that our procurement uh, process and our policies really is better than most of the other states uh, that I've dealt with. And I've dealt with a bunch of them uh, in all parts of the country as a vendor to the public sector at the state level. We actually have a pretty good system here in Mississippi. And I've bragged about it when I've gone into other states. I've worked in New Jersey and Virginia and California and Texas, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, several, Colorado, Wyoming, Illinois. We have a pretty dang good system. There's some things that we could improve on, but I, I think one of the things that makes it good, Senator, is that ITS historically has always gone uh, to the partner community, those of us who vend to the state and said, hey, what can we do to make it better? And, and so my hat's off. I just wanted to point that out. A lot of people don't realize uh, just how big that process is in the state of Mississippi, the money that's spent and how it is just essential to every agency. Well, thank you very much for saying that. I, I don't think that we give the ITS um, agency or their board uh, the credit that's due in the task that they're asked to uh, to, to perform across in all of state agencies. And, and by no means am I being critical of them. What I'm saying is in the industry, things are changing. Sure. Where we used to buy a bunch of equipment, a bunch of stuff, now it's managed services. Yep. Now it's shared services. And we've got to be able to to work on the fly, especially if we're dealing with um, with some of these cyber security initiatives, we don't have time to go through these longer procurement processes. So let's come up with a, an express products list for services or shared managed services that we can help agencies respond quicker to. Totally, so it's a, totally agree. A, we have a, a lot of big tasks ahead of us, but that's a that's a great project for us to work on. You're absolutely thank right. Thank you for your comments on and, that. And you're totally right. And we got just a second here. We got to go. But it, we, we are, have been transitioning in the IT industry a, away from a premise-based product project type uh, installations to subscription type services I mean we pioneered that frankly in the state we've known that so you're you're spot on in in making those proper adjustments to the procurement process appreciate you coming on today senator we'll talk soon take care sir hey thank you very much for the opportunity you bet senator Scott Delano from Harrison County has been our guest we'll be right back final segment in this hour stay with us
Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days, only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show this weekend. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5 at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Take the high street exit off I-55 and follow the signs. Exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the door prize. See you this weekend at the big one. Sure as shooting. Don't, Don't miss, miss it. it. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 91 to 90.79. March cotton was down 85 to 90.48. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down two and three quarters to 13.34 per bushel. January soybeans were down three and a quarter to 13.38 per bushel. December corn was down four cents to 5.52 and a half per bushel. March corn was down four and a quarter to 5.60 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was down 10 cents to 127.77. December live cattle was down 15 cents to 133.17. October feeders up 47 to 166.25. November feeders up 45 to 167.72. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 133 points, 35,075. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. What does the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation do? We are a voluntary, non-governmental, non-partisan organization seeking solutions to the social economic issues impacting Mississippi farm families. Our mission is to elevate agriculture at the local, state, and national levels. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Protect your post-harvest grains and your bottom line from profit-robbing insects. For pennies per bushel, a tank mix of Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist gives you the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide with enhanced efficiency. Help protect your grain with Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist from Central Life Sciences. For more information, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Now, 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 back to The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino. Great news, everybody. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, kicking off the week. Well, I'm just seeing this text. I'm sorry I didn't ask this of Senator Delano, and it's from my good friend Fred Shanks, member of the State House of Representatives from Rankin County. He wanted me to ask the senator the address to the Scott Delano fan club. <laughs> Oh, shoot. If Scott's listening, great. If not, I'm going to text that to him. (laughs) Oh, so Rusty from Greenville, not a fan, it's fair to say, of any sort of marijuana program. He says, oh, yes, let's call a special session and waste a taxpayer money because those people invested in selling dope in Mississippi can't wait to line their pockets because we all know how important it is for people to be able to buy dope. Rusty, I hear you, but people are buying dope right now in the state of Mississippi pretty much 24 hours a day with or without a medical marijuana program. And the people involved in the supply chain, they are lining their pockets with money, especially those from outside of the country uh, that are involved in that. So here's the hard thing, I think, for folks in Rusty's camp is that he's in the minority in the state. A a, a small minority, it's fair to say. And and so I guess it's a situation where the majority is going to prevail. It's just simple as that. As I've said so many times, if people want to put that stuff in their body, they're going to figure out a way to get it. And if that's the case, somebody's going to figure out a way to sell it to them and make money off of it. Whether it's legitimate and sanctioned and lawful or not. That's just fact. And guess what? That's been going on, what, 60 years now? At least. Who out there in in our audience didn't know someone in their high school that was dealing marijuana? Kept it in their locker. Hey, stop by. Right? Is You're laughing. Or in their shoe, yeah. Okay, their shoe. I mean, they're a lot more creative, uh, I guess. These Is it right? In oh, the yeah. halls, in the parking lot, at the football games, in the bathrooms, everywhere. That's the problem. People just crave this stuff. They want it. They want to put it in their body. They like the effects of it. They're willing to part with their money for it. That's just a fact. Yeah, if there wasn't demand, you wouldn't have dealers. You know who the most popular dealer was at my high school? His father? FBI agent! I was about to say, don't call him out by name. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm not about to do that. (laughs) But I never forget, invited over to his house uh, when I... So, uh, where I went to school, we sort of came from other schools and came together to one school. 
And I'll never forget, invited over to his house, became friends. And the first thing he shows me, pulls out this box from underneath his bed. It's just full of bags of pot. Like ninth grade. This is 1972. And I'm serious, his dad was an FBI agent. It's like, this is weird. I just, that kind of was weird to me. But, and, and I'm, I'm ranting on that because it's just, it's just happening. You, you, to think and to, to sort of close your eyes and say, no, it's just not happening. But if the state brings it here, then we're going to start having marijuana on the street. The hell, it is now! So, you know, I personally did not, do not partake in it, and I can tell you with total honesty, never have. Always scared to, honestly. Scared of the effects. Scared of it, of the possible addiction. And I, I know lots of really smart folks from across the medical and even psychiatry industry. Psychiatrists, of course, are MDs as well who say that there's just some people that's it's known it's understood that have a some addictive circuit in their brain yeah, right addictive personality yeah and and I don't know that I do I'm more of an obsessive compulsive anal retentive type I'm sort of addicted to, to that I've seen it argued that uh, it it can manifest itself in different ways and some highly competitive people do have symptoms and signs of having an addictive personality, okay. and they're addicted to the competition and the feeling of success okay. and, and the drive for that. So it it can manifest in a lot of different ways, one of which can be chemical dependency. Okay. Well, I would put myself in the former category. I'm absolutely addicted to success and, and the, the high, the euphoria, if you will, of winning and succeeding. I'll not apologize for that. But I can see where, in some cases, it's chemical dependency, and that's very risky. And we all probably know somebody who fits into that category, whether it's alcohol or dope or I don't know anything else that they're addicted to. It's time for the news here on the JT Show. We shall return after that. we got to talk about this infrastructure bill and an article that disturbed me in the Washington Post about Mississippi. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. More fallout from accusations against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, the leader of Time's Up, which helps women who have been sexually harassed. Roberta Kaplan resigning over her work advising the Cuomo administration when the first allegations were made. This comes morning after the governor's top aide, Melissa DeRosa, steps down. She has resigned that position in the wake of the report by the state attorney general that found that Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, including current and former state employees. Fox's Tanya J. Powers and Europe's COVID vaccination program surpasses the U.S. 60% of EU residents have received at least one dose, compared with 58% in the US. In Italy, around 63% of those eligible are fully vaccinated, compared with around 50% of Americans. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News. 
sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor Mahindra available at the tractor store in Richland. I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Tyler Kuntz is an orchestra teacher at Oxford High who was suspended for two days after taking a stance against the district's mask mandate. He says originally parents were going to be given a choice. That plan had community support, but a few days later, the superintendent reversed it. We have increasing evidence that these kids are bothered uh, in their actual health by the masks. And again, we don't want to ban masks. We want to restore the individual freedom of parents they ought to have. Whether to mask and or vaccinate can be a little overwhelming for parents. Everybody should be required to wear a mask. The vaccination works. It's very effective. And we can go back to school safely. I don't think it should be legal for any business, any school, to require a vaccine that's still an experimental slash emergency state. All the information is out there. We all know what's going to happen. We all know what can't happen. So let's take the information and do what you will. I'm Kelly Bennett. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation stand for? Everything we do is built around attaining a better life for Mississippi farmers and ranchers and all Farm Bureau members. Things like rural broadband and private property rights, funding for roads and bridges, and our Child Saver program. We think these are outstanding causes, and hopefully you do too. Because when Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. President Biden has signed an executive order that calls for half of new cars made in the U.S. to be electric by 2030 and a national network of charging stations. Congressman Trent Kelly explained how this could be a problem. Electricity is not just a raw substance, and so it has to be made, and you still have coal or gas or nuclear, and they're not paying taxes like you pay a gasoline tax, which maintains our highways. In a recent interview with Washington Watch, Congressman Michael Guest shared why the numbers of illegal immigrants crossing the border are growing. When I was at the border, when we were there in McAllen, we saw family units there with envelopes that say, I do not speak English, please help me to my destination. And they were given plane tickets paid for ultimately by the United States government to travel to their ultimate destination. And so that is the message that the illegal immigrants are hearing, that our border is open. He says talk of amnesty in Washington is also a driving factor. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Trustmark checking fits you to a T. Use the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your truck to a tent. Make mobile payments at retailers from Tampa to Tacoma. And with new Plus checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip? Ah,、uh, hey, you stole my line. You need Plus checking. It has identity theft protection too. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 5:20, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's original Polk's Cajun and Polk's garlic and green onion sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 5:20. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. To all the folks in the Capital City Metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, six till nine, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi, ninety-seven point three. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let, 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 let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, on this Monday. Don't forget, coming up at twelve oh five. It's Monday, so Mississippi Outdoors Radio will be airing on the program. Really appreciate、uh, Senator Delano coming on the show. That was good. Lots of、uh, text rolling in here, Rhino, on the Ceasefire text line.、Let's、see if we can get to a. Few of those.、Uh, Johnny and Tupelo says、uh, the speaker talking about Nancy Pelosi, speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, was uninvited. Of course, referring to the Obama 60th birthday bash this weekend because she couldn't eat the food. Well, I think it's true that there was was all an all vegan. Yeah, it was a meatless menu. Right, meatless. Which begs the question: How can you even call it a party if there's no meat? <laughs> Well, we were talking this morning in our meeting about these excessively long lines at the、uh, Chick Fil A, Raising Cane's. Pretty much anywhere with chicken. Was it you that、uh, stated that the largest Raising Cane's in the country is either going to be built or has been built in Hattiesburg? Oh yeah, we were、Hub、talking、City. about that on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Okay. Well, that's got to be so. Like, how big is big? Like、it's it, supposed to be pretty dang big. I want to say don't don't quote me on the numbers, but I want to say it went from about five thousand square feet to about fifty thousand square feet. Okay. Wow. Well, on a related note, you know who Sanderson Farms is, right? Public company, I believe. Chicken folks. Yeah, down in down in Jones County, etc. And they've got operations. All over the, I think, all over the South. Well, the company was sold. I think I talked a couple of months ago about、uh, the news that they had hired an investment banker. When you do that, folks, you're selling the company. 
dealt with that way too many times to know. It, it's like hiring a realtor and putting a sign in your front yard and saying, for sale, you're pretty much going to sell your house. When you hire an investment banker, kind of the equivalent to that, and you pay them a whole bunch of money, including you got to stroke a big check when you sign the contract, by the way. You sure do, to, to show that you are interested. They don't all do that, but some of them do. Kind of a retainer, if you will, to get started. Anyhow, they, they, uh, they announced this morning, did Sanderson Farms, that they're selling the company. They're going to be acquired by a privately held organization, Cargill, uh, and also Continental Grain, which is a, an agriculture investment firm. $4.5 billion. With a B. B. All cash deal, by the way. And that figure, that $4.5 billion, represents an 11.3% premium over Friday's close. Now, in, in business terms, I, I know what a cash deal means, but that doesn't mean they're rolling up with a big rig full of hundreds that equal out to $4.5 billion, right? Correct. It is all electronic. And That's a lot of cash. And so you know who actually transacts that? There are companies that are known as paying agents, third parties. So they receive this unbelievable mountain of information. I've been through this, obviously, having sold my company in an all-cash deal to a public company. And third parties known as paying agents, what they do. Yeah, and so they receive information from both parties, or if there's multiple parties involved, all parties, and it's all signed, sealed, and delivered, including a detailed list of where all the money goes, kind of like a real estate closing, similar to that, uh, much more complex than that. Kind of like playing golf, and you hand <laughs> your 20 to the buddy, and your buddy hands the 20 to them, and they hang on to it. Uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Until you determine who is, who's the winner, you get, and then you got to go. Yeah, you have a banker, an appointed banker, <laughs> who receives and then distributes all the funds. But so the paying agents, and then all that stuff uh, happens through uh, wire. It's all wire transfer, and uh, monies go out, and you know. And so when you're waiting, and and there's some there's some uh, lag in wire transfer. It's not long. It just depends. Uh, and then you get notified. You, you specify where you want your money to go, and you get notified when that happens. And uh, so, anyhow, $4.5 billion. So it's not like the Bond movies where they got this guy in a fancy suit, and a briefcase shows up, and you type in your code, and then it's all transferred? <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> Except there's no briefcase involved. And the paying agents are, you know, just sort of the man behind the curtain that you never see. But it's really pretty slick, the way all that works. If, I just you know, brought it up because I always get a chuckle when you hear all-cash deal, and a part of me always wants to imagine that's just a big rig full of hundreds. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously all-cash just means that it was not a situation where... They didn't go buy all the stock. This, it's over. not stock, a combination of stock and cash or all stock. Uh, you know, there's just different approaches to that. This was a, an all-cash deal. 
uh, meaning that the shareholders of Sanderson Farms do not receive equity in the buyer's company. They receive cash for their shares. And good for them, They, uh, based on the price Friday, they got an 11% premium. And the shares were up. I haven't checked it lately, but I know pre-market, before I came into the studio, shares were up, obviously, as a result of that. So anyhow, congratulations to Sanderson Farms. Uh, it remains to be seen, I guess, what the buyer's plans are with respect to the company. I would think, honestly, they would keep all the operations intact because those are the assets that are producing the income for the company which they're buying. So it just made me think about that because of these lines outside and around the corner and down the street on all these these uh, retail chicken establishments. What's up with that? People are just nuts about chicken. I feel like this is the, the second wave of the chicken sandwich wars, because you remember you had the Popeye's chicken sandwich that came out and caused all the hubbub, and then I want to say the other fast food chains wanted to jump on board, but then the whole pandemic happened and everything got, got slowed down. So this is kind of that second wave of them getting their products out to market after a delay. Well, we're clearly some chicken nuts. We like to eat chicken. Except that Obama's deal, right? No chicken. No what? masks either. <laughs> no. Yeah, no masks. So Johnny from Tupelo, he, what he wanted to know is uh, some more about this mask-wearing stuff. And it does, in fact, appear that two things are dividing our country, and that's masks and vaccines. And it was just the news across which a year ago the those weekend. two things were tied because yes you you had the push for vaccines to come out which I mean came out around what January and the big push at that time was hey we need this we need this vaccine so that we can stop having to wear masks I think that was a driving force for a, a big chunk of Americans to go ahead and get the vaccine yep uh, but it just seems like. There's just new guidance, and it's constantly evolving. And I'm fine with that. I get that. I do believe that is the case. What I'm not fine with is when government leaders, elected leaders, and public health officials, when they make these pronouncements, and they sound so final, but they're not. And if again, if they would just caveat that and, and footnote, pronouncements with, but of course this is an evolving situation and we may have to make adjustments. But they never say that. That's been my argument from day one. It was from the no mask to one mask to two masks to three masks to we only need two weeks to bend the curve. And it's just all over the map. And then you change it and people say, I'm not falling for that again. And that's where the, I think there's a problem. And so just be honest and say, but, you know, we really don't know. This thing is, is continues to evolve. Why, why is it not okay anymore for people in the public square to say, this is the best we got today, this is what we know today, but it is evolving, and we may have to adjust because we just don't know. Why, nobody ever stands up and say that. I just don't know. They just either make something up, it seems like, or they deliver some message and they just say, you can take that to the bank, and then they change it and nobody holds them accountable for it. 
because blunt honesty and uh, mea culpa seems to be the antithesis of bureaucracy. Oh, well. <laughs> you can't move up the ladder Here. if you keep saying, oh, oh, my bad. I see. I got it. That's why we have a problem at the border, honestly, because those that are allowing free flow of immigrants across it will not admit and acknowledge there might be a problem down there. Time for a break here on the JT Show. we got to get to this infrastructure bill. I promise we're going to talk about that. Stay with us. The Wall Street Journal reports a 15-year high in the investment you've made in your home. The real estate market is nothing short of amazing. My friend Lee Garland will attest to that across the entire Capital City metro area. If you sell your home, the demand is red hot. For the seller, the need for good homes is incredible. They're selling fast and many times over list. For the buyer, interest rates right now are low, meaning you get more for the money. Lee Garland's customer satisfaction feedback is most impressive. Take, for instance, Rachel. She listed her home, got little or no results. Then Rachel took our advice and called the Lee Garland team, and the difference was like night and day. Lee immediately put his superior marketing strategy in action. In just four days, Rachel's home and Brandon sold for 21000 over the previous agent's list price. That's why Lee can guarantee an offer on your home within seven days. Gallo reminding you to call Lee Garland Group, EXP Realty at 601-983-1130, or go to LeeWillBuyIt.com and start Packing. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days, only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off i-55 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't, don't miss, miss it, it. At Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you were, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi, August 11th is National 811 Day. The day serves as a reminder for residents of Mississippi to always call 811 before digging so utility companies can mark utility lines on your property. Nearly two in five homeowners will put themselves and their communities at risk each year by digging without calling 811 before they dig. Local 811 can be reached at MS. 811.org or MS 811 app. There is an app for that. You can also dial 811 when calling within the state of Mississippi or 800-227-6477 to submit a request or learn more about submitting a request. 811. Don't just start sticking a shovel in the ground there, folks. It uh, could be a problem for you. So this infrastructure bill it did, in fact, clear a key uh, procedural hurdle in the in the Senate. There are 17 Republicans on board, last I counted. It, it, that might have changed. Uh, Senator, let's see, what's his name uh, from uh, our neighboring state of Louisiana? Not Senator Kennedy, the other one whose name escapes me, Rhino, dead gummit. But anyhow, he's... He is absolutely all over this thing in terms of his... Cassidy? Cassidy, Senator Cassidy. Yeah, actually spoke here at the Madison County Republican event a few years ago. Uh, a physician, I think, as well, if I'm not mistaken. But anyhow, just amazing how he's sounded in an interview I, I saw with he and Maria Bartiromo over the weekend on her Wall Street week, I believe, is when it aired. He sounded like a Democrat when he was talking about this deal. This is a $1 trillion bill that's just chock full of all sorts of goodies. And it does, in fact, include lots of money for uh, traditional, so-called traditional infrastructure, that being roads and bridges and waterways and uh, the electrical grid, uh, rural broadband, which... I saw a report in one of uh, our IT uh, publications that said 99% of the households in this country presently have access to broadband, high-speed Internet. 99%. percent do not. High. It seems high. But I think, don't think about Mississippi, right, with our 3 million people. Think about New York with its 8 million people, and they all got it. So in a very I'm thinking more about the sparsely populated Mountain West. It just ain't a lot of people, though. When it comes down to it, I, I hear you and I agree, but they're just it doesn't add up to a lot of people relative to our population centers, our urban uh, areas. So, uh, and I have no reason to doubt what what uh, that article said. I think it was CIO Dive was the name of the publication. It's one I've been taking for a long time. But uh, anyhow, one of the things that they're trying to get through in the infrastructure bill is a so-called cryptocurrency amendment. That is that is an area where cryptocurrency trades when, in fact, you're buying and selling as an asset. The same requirements that apply to brokers of equities and bonds and other assets, other asset classes, do not apply to cryptocurrency brokers. And so they're trying to uh, stipulate that they submit more information, 
provide more information to the IRS to track that so that they can more effectively tax it. The one thing I was pleased to see is that this uh, big push the Democrats had to really boost the staff and the resources of the IRS to go after, under the pretense of going after the very wealthy who they say are escaping taxes, uh, is not included in this bill. It is, however, of course, a big push in the bigger $3.5 trillion bill that uh, is over there in the House. They hope to get through reconciliation. But uh, there are some other crazy things uh, you've probably seen, folks. If you haven't, we'll share that with you in this bill. One of those would, in fact, include uh, or require... Uh, eventually, vehicles to have some sort of sensors that uh, would protect ostensibly against drivers who are intoxicated starting and driving the vehicle. So I haven't seen what the final form of such a configuration would look like in a vehicle. Uh, but it would have to be similar to the interlock device you have put on your car after a DUI. Yeah, that's right. Or if you if you get a DUI, uh, I know in the Magnolia State, and others, I want to say it's most of the 50 states, there are, uh, what do they call it, trial diverge? I, I don't remember what, what, what the full term is, but you pay the fee or pay the fine, and then you have to go to different courses or whatever, and then they install this little base breathalyzer in your car that, your car won't start if it picks up alcohol. Here's the question, though. Is the breathalyzer in the driver's seat? I mean, how do you keep somebody who's not drunk from testing and using the breathalyzer, but the person who is I think doesn't. it goes off periodically throughout the drive, and you have to keep blowing into it to okay. keep it going. Okay. Wow. Gee whiz. So another one is uh, this, this pi- It's a pilot program. Right, pilot temporary, program. Of temporary. Was it Reagan that said nothing is as permanent as a temporary government program? It's either him or Milton Friedman, probably both. But it's a twenty-seven hundred and two-page uh, bill. The text is, and Section one three zero zero two has the National Motor Vehicle Per Mile User Fee Pilot. That, by the way, is a direct quote extraction from the text. And you can pretty much tell what that means right there is uh, this is really just a precursor and and a preparation for electric vehicles, which would not be paying federal excise taxes at the pump. And this is uh, would be an alternative and a way to collect taxes, uh, essentially consumption taxes on use of roads by tracking your mileage. Now, it gets a little dicey, of course, and that now you got the federal government tracking your vehicle, and I, again, not a lot of details on what sort of information would be accessed and obtained in the tracking process, but it's it's disturbing because if for no other reason, Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Is the uh, Secretary of Transportation? This is a—he's just like ecstatic. He's euphoric about this. He wants—he wants this information. 
Is it because he likes trains? <laughs> yeah, that, which qualified him. That's what he tried to say, right? He's a train enthusiast. That qualified him to run the Department of Transportation. Uh, a lot of mixed feelings about this, as you can imagine. Certain states are already thinking about this, by the way. Is it Washington State that kind of has an honor system we discussed on the program where you, you submit your records of, uh, of driving, your mileage within the state, if you're in an electric vehicle, I believe, and then you remit some sort of taxes based on that. But here's the bigger thing. I thought the president, Joe Biden, during the campaign said, you can rest assured that if you make under $400,000 a year, you will not incur any additional taxes from the federal government. This kind of isn't it fair to say this kind of uh, counters that? This, and this is just a start, let's face it. They, they want all sorts of other crazy taxes, but at least this does not include what they really is their holy grail, which is an increase in the corporate taxes and an increase in income taxes and at the higher levels and so forth. So, oh, geez. Mike from Ridgeland says, what needs to be done about marijuana as the legislature passed what the people voted on? Darren in Jackson says, how racist of you, Gerard, to be addicted to success? Well, only because I delayed it. If, if, if I were successful immediately because of some equity, that'd be okay. But I wouldn't qualify for the equity. I don't meet all the various physical criteria. But yeah, isn't that what they tell us? You're a racist if you delay that gratification. In my case, it was 33 years before I cashed in on uh, my company. But that is, yeah, that's deemed racist now. Can't do that. Gotta have it now. Good grief. These people are destroying the very essence of what made this nation the most generous, the most economically stable, the greatest nation on the planet. Why are they out to destroy it just is beyond me. We'll step aside for a break right here on the JT Show. We'll come right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 94. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 75. Your Tuesday rolls in with a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 96. And for your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny sky, high near 96. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. It's back! That's right, school is back in session. That means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right, school is back and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving your cash. Pay just $3.29 per month on the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross or pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4s Plus. Get a free 40-inch TV with every purchase. We want your old vehicle, bring it in, and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new vehicle from us. Ridgeland Mitsubishi is the 
king of credit. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Our team of experts is ready to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. School is back in session, so come get your deal now at Richland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Eclipse stock number 1772, Mitsubishi G4 stock number 1795, 1999, down 3.9, 7.84, 1.0, details will approve credit. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs. From decadent to affordable. You never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the end stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Neobellas and the Great American Cookies. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Tyler Kuntz is an orchestra teacher at Oxford High who was suspended for two days after taking a stance against the district's mask mandate. He says originally parents were going to be given a choice. That plan had community support, but a few days later, the superintendent reversed it. We have increasing evidence that these kids are bothered uh, in their actual health by the masks, and again, we don't want to ban masks. We want to restore the individual freedom of parents they ought to have. Whether to mask and or vaccinate can be a little overwhelming for parents. Everybody should be required to wear a mask. The vaccination works. It's very effective. And we can go back to school safely. I don't think it should be legal for any business, any school, to require a vaccine that's still an experimental slash emergency state. All the information is out there. We all know what's going to happen. We all know what can't happen. So let's take the information and do what you will. I'm Kelly Bennett. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details. And don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. 
Most people think there are just seven wonders of the modern world. But if you wake up with Super Talk, you know there are eight. The amount of information and entertainment Paul Gallo fits into one three-hour show is simply astounding. astounding. Amazing it is. News, weather, sports, and interviews with the movers, shakers, and playmakers. Experience the wonder of Gallo. Every morning on Super Talk Mississippi. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. A question on the C Spire text line from Karen in Ripley. Have you any information on the retirement bill that Schumer is working on? I have read about that. Karen, have a little bit of information on that. There are actually two bills, one in the Senate, one in the House. And uh, what, what it really deals with is catch-up contributions on 401k plans. It would uh, extend the amount for a person in their 60s on that. Uh, right now you can start. So if you're contributing to a 401k plan below the age of 50 and then you start uh, when you hit the age of 50 and you did not contribute the maximum amount loud, allowed in a given year, and there's all kinds of rules about that. I want to say it's like $19,500 is the number that kind of comes to mind, the maximum that can be contributed to a 401k. If you didn't take advantage of that and contribute the maximum, at age 50 you can start catching up in some increments to, to try to boost the amount in your 401k plan. Of course, when you contribute to a 401k plan, it's, it's – um, it's pre-tax, which means that it's deducted from your pay before your gross pay before taxes are, are levied and and withheld. Uh, so there's there's a tax benefit. Now, when you take the distributions out, when you when you start tapping into your 401k plan at retirement, the distributions are taxable. So no tax when you put in, tax when you take it out. So they're trying to extend the amount that that. Uh, to those age 60, I think, 2, 3, and 4, ages 62, 3, and 4, they can, they can allow – it would allow catch-up contributions of $10,000 to try to catch up during those ages. So it increases that amount, I think, um, to try to get you more money in your 401k plan. However, I believe it's the House bill that says, but when you do that, it's, it's not pre-tax, it's post-tax. So you're going to pay taxes on on uh, before you start catching up is the way that program would work. And then the other thing is, it's I think it's kind of a minor change, but there's something called a required minimum distribution. It's uh, for short, the acronym is RMD. Really, it just says that at age 72. If, you, if you've got a 401k plan, you're retired, but you're not touching it, you just let the investment keep generating income, if it's doing so, 
and just keep it invested, if you will, intact in the plan. But at age 72, the government says you got to start taking it out. And the reason is because, remember, you put that money in there tax-free. And until you take it out, there are no taxes levied. So they want you to start taking it out at 72 so that you can pay taxes on it, since they gave you a break when you put it in. That's kind of the idea. Well, by 2032, they want to increase that uh, to age 75. So it's, I, I wouldn't really say these are major changes. It's kind of minor adjustments, but just wanted to, uh, to share that. Uh, a lot of folks have, I know, lots of uh, opinions on that and the government's plans with respect to retirement. The biggest problem, of course, is Social Security's broke and getting broker, and Medicare's even worse. We just don't have enough people paying into the system to cover the benefits going out, and therefore the trust fund is being depleted as it's having to cover those shortfalls between it's a pay-as-you-go system, what people are paying in and what people are taking out. The amount you pay in doesn't really fund your retirement. It funds somebody else's while they're retired. That's the design of the system. So hopefully that was a little helpful for you, Karen. Minor changes, the catch-up rules, allowing you to catch up when you're in your 60s with more than the minimum allowed now, and then required minimum distribution shifting from 72 to 75 in 2032. So it's ways out. Uh, Amanda from Pike County wants to know whether will there still be Miss Goldie Chicken or rename it? I don't know, Amanda. Is that politically incorrect, Miss Goldie? <laughs> that's um, that's Sanderson Farms uh, brand, right? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie and Brandon says recently I attended a concert in the Jackson area. Over six thousand people were there. Maybe a dozen were wearing masks. If masks mattered. There shouldn't be a huge outbreak as a result of the show. Didn't happen. The COVID virus is 0.1 microns in size, et cetera. Yeah, there are lots of, lots of debate and, um, I guess, conflicting, in my view, information about the effectiveness of masks. It's one of the things that's frustrating about it is there's not a 100% consensus, even across the scientific and the medical community. Some people... Have. But when it comes to the conversation about the the size of a virus and things like that, it's a little disingenuous because when you cough or sneeze and shed viral load, you're not shedding little individual viruses in your cough. Okay, they're catching a ride on droplets, which is what the mask is supposed to stop. Right. That's uh, that's has been explained, but it's also, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know where this concert was. I'm assuming this was outside, maybe at the amphitheater, Charlie? I'm not sure. But it's been pretty much proven, I believe, is it not, Rhino? Yeah, being outside is pretty much your safest bet. Right. Remember, we went through a period where we thought, you know, handling uh, any sort of object uh, after someone who was infected that may have had the virus on their hands handled it, that that was a, a, a huge risk as well. But that, that's pretty much been largely refuted, has it not? Yeah, they. from what I've seen, they did some studies with the Delta variant, and it does last a little longer, but you're talking about lasting longer than seconds to, right. to extending to about a minute. But but, it, it's, but it's still, it's, it's incredibly rare to, to see any infection due to someone having the virus touching something and then you come along and touch it after them that 
In fact, I don't think we've found a single instance where that's happened. I think that's right. And it and is I guess if I as I have observed through the many reports, it's pretty much thought that when someone's shedding it out of their mouth and nose and you breathe in those droplets into your mouth and nose, that is by far the prime the primary uh, approach or primary method I I should say of transmission. So uh, there, this is uh, incredible, but it, it is causing a divide in this nation. And I know we had someone earlier today that sent us a report uh, about the uh, the possible negative and adverse impacts uh, impact of uh, v- vaccines. I, you know, I, for every one of those that someone sends, I could send you a hundred that says that it's effective. I mean, so what? I don't know why folks on both sides of this argument tend to only uh, only rely on those. Uh, those reports which support and substantiate their position, rather than analyzing the whole of knowledge. But when you see something come in as it did on this report, and it's based on data analytics from some IT person that specializes in data analytics and not medicine, I, I, I tend to discount those sorts of opinions. And yeah, I, I think you can find someone here or there. I can tell you this, I, I, I play golf as I always do on the weekends with uh, my physician buddies, and all of those guys uh, were vaccinated in January. They were they were amongst the first line because they're dealing with sick people, and they need to be well. And so they jumped all over it. And one of them shared with me yesterday that everyone he knows in his orbit, and I'm talking about his physician orbit, his, his contemporaries, his colleagues, they're all looking for... Uh, the time when they can get the booster, if a booster is required. They're, they're wanting uh, to stay vaccinated and stay protected, and they are deeply concerned. If I'm not mistaken, we had a, a, a huge weekend, right? 6,900? Yeah, it uh, comes out to about 2,300 a day, about 10 to 12 deaths wow. per day for wow. the three-day period. Yeah, so uh, not good. The hospitals are overwhelmed. One of my close friends, uh, a surgeon, said that he performed surgery on this past Thursday, last week, uh, at one of the local hospitals and was uh, unable to secure a room post-surgery for the patient, had to transport the patient to a different hospital uh, for a room. So that that's real. I mean, that... It, and this information that's coming to me that I'm sharing is not anything, no reports I'm reading. This is coming from my friends, uh, my golf pals that are in these hospitals every day. They're running these places. And this is their data. This is their information. I'm just passing it on. And by the way, I got permission from them to share that with you guys on the air. I, I don't I don't uh, disclose their names. I don't disclose their, uh, their affiliation with the various... Uh, Healthcare institutions, uh, but I, I'm just sharing this on, this on, and this is directly from people who I've known a long time that I trust quite a bit. One of those one of those guys, a radiologist, he said he spent 12 hours Saturday reading nothing but COVID cases, and the thing that struck him this round, both lungs. He said it looks like somebody that's been smoking or inhaling carbon like 50 years. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. It's just a rock and roll, yeah. 
Hi, this is Anitra over at MacBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms, cream sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Rogers Dab Service Parts and Quick Lube are open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. Crossgates Brandon or RogersDabs.com. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Haze from wildfires in the western U.S. along with the western and south-central Canada has been an ongoing feature across much of North America during the summer. Besides the concern over what the smoke particles will do to human health, there is also the question of how this material obscuring the heavens will affect corn during the important field stage. We learned from the late summer drought in 2020 how filling stage stress could lower harvest time yield. Some checking, both with online searches and through email contact, shows a mixed impact. The other side of the hazy coin is Iowa State Ag Department climatologist Justin Gleison expressed some caution about the potential for the smoky skies to cause a loss of solar radiation during the field stage of corn. Solar radiation has the biggest effect on yield during silking and grain fill periods. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk, Mississippi. Agri-News Network. Where has the Pioneer Audio Tour taken me today? I'll give you a hint. In my left hand, I'm holding a clump of soil. And its color? Red. I'm at Pioneer's R&D Center in Union City, Tennessee. It's the middle of July and it's 98 degrees. I'm here to talk about the corn revolution, Pioneer's advances in genetics, breeding, technology, and testing. Now, normally when you think of corn, you think Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Nebraska, Kansas, the usual suspects. But Pioneer knows red dirt as well as black, with research centers, test plots, breeders, and agronomists outside what we traditionally think of as the Corn Belt. This way, Pioneer can develop local products for local farms wherever they are. The R&D Center in Union City, Tennessee, another place that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. 
yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget, coming up after the break, Mississippi Outdoors Radio in Hattiesburg, Lamar County Elementary shutting down tomorrow, so the entire district will be virtual. Hate to hear that. I understand there was a, uh, didn't Oak Grove, did we see a report on that, opened up last week? Is that is that right? Help us out here. And then shut down because they had an outbreak, I think. I think there were a couple of school districts that had that, yeah. Yeah. So that would be Lamar County, right? Um, yeah. So uh, one of our listeners is is uh, chimes in and says that uh, I'm lying about vaccines. That this is <laughs> state-run radio. Let's be clear. Says I ought to be respectful of the truth. Let's be clear. This is an opinion show. Plain and simple. I received no instructions from the management here, on what to say or not to say. Nothing. Zero. And I've been doing this over a year. I'm sure if I said something that was uh, inappropriate, uh, especially from, I guess, an FCC perspective, I'd hear about that, of course. But nobody's telling me what to say. As far as vaccines are concerned, You don't need me to give you information about vaccines. That is ubiquitous. For and against. I will admit, just anecdotally, I see way more for reports than I do against. Uh, I can also say that what I try to share here, and it's anecdotal, right? It's my small circle of physician friends. But I will say they're high up. They're not just rank-and-file physicians. These are chiefs of staff and uh, chief medical officers and, like I said, my radiologist friend is reading x-rays all day. And when his job turns into one of reading nothing but COVID x-rays, 12 hours on Saturday is what he told me. Every one of them, he had some medical term to describe it. You may know what it is, Rhino, that, that where both lungs are infected and it's, ba- it's bad. I mean, the, the like permanent lung damage. He also said, and I point blank asked him, didn't have this information last week, he told me, but he does now as part of the, the case, all unvaccinated. Okay, so you can take that for what it's worth. I'm just passing on what's happening right here in the healthcare environment, in hospitals, in the state of Mississippi. Take that for what it's worth. That's not lying, but this listener suggests that my doctor friends were lying. Why? 
I don't know. They can't give you an answer. Uh, it's, the tinfoil hat crowd is convinced that this is some grand conspiracy, and it's just not. This is the same listener wants to know, have you covered any of the opposite side? What opposite side? You want to know about the downside of vaccines? you got plenty of information on that. It's all from the same small circle of people. It's all from grifters trying to sell you books about nonsense. But, okay, so what do you want me to say there? there? There's a risk with any medicine you put in your body. Plain and simple. I, I mean, I personally, as a child, learned I was allergic to aspirin. It put me in the ER. Aspirin. So guess what? My mother, I'll never forget, any time I had to go to the doctor, you know, one of the first questions you get, are you allergic to anything? My mother, aspirin, don't give him aspirin. Thank God Tylenol, analgesic, came along. Ibuprofen and that sort of... Back then, I think it was only Tylenol. But, you know what? I have a friend that's a pediatric GI. He's retired now from UMC. Played golf with him for years. Fine man. I can't tell you the number of cases he was called to testify on. And you know who the defendant was? Tylenol! Oh, it, it ate their stomach up. Well, you took a hundred of them! You know it's true! I see you shaking your head. So yeah, any, anything you put in your body is a risk to your body. One of my friends here just texted me. I'm not sure what this stands for. Oh, yeah. Here it is. She was referring to ARDS lung disease. I think that's it. That's what my radiologist friends was, was talking about. And I said, is it permanent? He says, yeah, it's permanent. So, but they'll probably survive. Again, it's this litmus test. Well, it's a survivability of point, 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 this, this. Yeah, but you got permanent lung disease. What kind of quality of life do you have with that? You get me fired open. The CDC openly admits you still get COVID and spread it. Why? Okay, but it'll keep you alive and keep you from getting seriously ill. That's the whole point here, guys, and keep you out of the hospital and keep you from getting ARDS lung disease. That's the point. Whew. Mississippi Outdoors Radio is coming up after the news. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Lillian Wu. There's been a win for a cruise line which wants passengers to prove they're vaccinated. A federal judge says the state of Florida has no ability to tell Norwegian cruise lines they can't require proof of vaccination for passengers who wish to sail with them. Governor Ron DeSantis had ordered cruise lines can't mandate so-called vaccine passports, and state lawmakers followed that executive order with legislation. Fox's Evan Brown, the Norwegian gem, is set to depart from Miami Sunday. It's the company's first voyage from Florida since the pandemic shutdowns. The Dixie Fire in Northern California now the state's second largest in history, forcing thousands, including this man, to evacuate. Left behind a lot of stuff. Uh, fires ravaged through everything. Some 490,000 acres have burned. America's listening to Fox News.
As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power. Whether you're home or away, power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. State health leaders believe the 50 to 64 age group will have the highest mortality rate in the coming weeks. Singing River Health System CEO Lee Bond says the Delta variant is affecting all ages. Young people are dying. We, we have saved hundreds of people, tons, and, and most of them we do. But there are some people that this wicked, insidious disease they cannot overcome. There is no modern medicine silver bullet that will save these people. There are 20 children hospitalized with COVID across Mississippi. Emergency rooms and ICUs are full, and Bond says healthcare workers are at their breaking point. Close to 7,000 new COVID cases are being reported from Friday through Sunday. 97% of those cases are among the unvaccinated. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Mississippi already lifted the federally expanded unemployment benefits, but there are other factors at play as help wanted signs continue to pop up. Don Starnes is with the National Federation of Independent Businesses. They are receiving more applications than they were. I think as a bigger picture number-wise, I think that's going to take a little time to kind of work itself out. You know, you still have a lot of things in the mix. You have different stimulus checks, the different tax credit checks, you know, eviction moratorium. Superior Optical Lab is planning a $10 million expansion, and that's going to mean new jobs at their production and distribution center at the Sunplex Industrial Park on the coast. The project should be finished next year. Two men escaped from the Raymond Work Center Saturday in Hines County. Darren Point is back in custody after being captured in Jackson. Jerry Raines, who has a history of escape from other correctional facilities, is still at large. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. It's planting season in Mississippi, and our farmers are hard at work in our state's biggest industry. That means the roads may see some large, slow-moving farm equipment. It's important that everyone drive slowly, be patient, and stay safe while we feed Mississippi and the world. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're listening to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show with guest host Gerard Gibbert. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show is presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. The Foundation supports projects associated with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks to protect and preserve Mississippi's wonderful wildlife heritage for generations to come. Welcome to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. In the studio today, Adam Butler, wildlife biologist, and Michelle Carter, director of outreach programs. Good to see you the other night, by the way. It was good to see event. you, That too. was really, really it was. good. It was. It was fun. Uh, we don't have Chris here today, though. Do not right. have Major Reed. But we got Captain Frederick. Captain right? Frederick. Frederick, yes, sir. I said it right, huh? You are very Fed- close. Frederick. Yes, yeah, okay, got you. I'll answer to either. Yeah, We're no, good. no, I got you. <laughs> oh, yeah, turn your mic around there, Captain. Yeah, there you go. Is that right, Rhino? Appreciate that. Is that yeah. better? Rhino, yeah, he's in there signaling me, uh, giving instructions and so forth. I'm sure yeah. Major Reed is listening from the Central Region office, though. Okay. He Where's should, he today? He's he's at the Central Region office. <laughs> Just decided to... Yeah. <laughs> well, he got, I think he... He better dealed us, I guess, today. <laughs> he, he felt like, you know, the show was going to be in, in good hands with these ladies here. No so question he, about he it. Didn't, he did not feel needed. Okay. Well, that's fine. We don't need him. So did you enjoy that, Michelle, before we get started? That was I good. I did. It was was a, it's been a fabulous weekend. Like, the entire weekend has been great. Talking about the uh, the expo and the uh, the foundation event, the, the reception... Heritage 100 at the new Mississippi Trademark Thursday night. That was a really nice place, isn't it? Did you enjoy? I did. I absolutely did. Good. Saw lots of people, lots of people that listened to the program, listened to this show, as a matter of fact. So that was uh, was good to uh, meet some folks that I had never met before, and uh, but was aware of who they were, and that was uh, always fun when you get together like that. You could tell the commissioner was pretty excited about the facility and the event. He and has well a he good be. reason to be. It was a fabulous venue. He totally has done agree. An amazing job at the trademark. And it looked like every spot was uh, was taken. 
in the expo hall right there. It was. So we had lots of vendors. It was completely sold out with vendors. We had one or two that um, could not come just because of you know just COVID, yeah. different yeah. things coming up. But yeah, sure. it was great. Yeah. All right. So. Well, we're going to start talking about uh, National Shooting Sports Month. That it being is August. August, we're in August. Is the, it, yep, August is National Shooting Sports Month, and you know we have a lot to talk about uh, in that topic. You know, not only do we have the great shooting facilities scattered around the state, but we've got a lot of awesome shooting programs going on, uh, especially those aimed at youth. And Michelle's going to talk about that here in a little bit, and then. Um, Captain Frederick is over Hunter Education, and she's also. I always bring this up, Gerard. She is the best guest. What What did the guy say? Oh. He said the greatest guest we ever had on air. <laughs> I think that's yeah, this is a couple of years back. Had prepared me because I'd tell you what his name was. Um, and Wayne from. I forget, but yeah. a caller said greatest <laughs> guest ever on the show. And so Adam we're always won't let me forget you know, it. Always so pleased to have her back. Invites me every week. Yep. But so, Captain, you're the goat. There you go. Apparently. That's it. <laughs> New nickname. New nickname. <laughs> she is the greatest goat. Greatest of all time. Yeah. Good thing yep. I know what it stands for. Thank no, you. But it's, you know, <laughs> Captain Frederick is she's she's good at what she does. She's 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 on point. Yeah. So we're gonna talk a little hunter ed stuff today. Okay. A little shooting for shooting sports stuff. Okay. It's getting that time. So it's hard to believe dove season almost yep. upon us. Almost here. Uh, Saturday, September the fourth. So that's what, like, three weeks from this weekend. Yep. Uh, and just wanted to clear up a little confusion because we've been, you know, now that now that we're in August, I think once school starts back and we get in August, and you you can almost it. It's not the end of summer, and it's certainly not the end of being hot, but I think when the kids start back, you start thinking it's the end of summer, you know? Yeah. And so with that, people start thinking about, well, the fall's upon us, and then hunting season. So for whatever reason, it may be a combination of all of that, the switch has flipped, and today people are calling in our office. It started with, for us, yeah, too. Yeah, really? They're calling in with questions about hunting season and hunting-type stuff, uh, and dove season, which, of course, is, you know, not very far on the horizon. One thing to clarify, um, dove season does start in the morning, okay. 30 minutes before official sunrise on September the 4th. There's some confusion out there about that. Um, you know, initially going back, oh, six months ago or so, there had been some discussion about dove season opening on noon, but uh, that never fully went into effect in the law. So uh, dove season does start in the morning 30 minutes before official sunrise like it always has so just to clarify that how, how does that compare to uh, to turkey hunting in terms of uh, participation popularity in the state dove hunting oh you'll um put me Any on the spot with the total numbers we have those numbers i don't remember them but it's right a very social family yeah. oriented event so you may have a lot of people participating that's right. I think we have... Well, they might just be standing on the to, field, but a lot more people showing yeah, up. I think we actually end up with more total hunters participate in yeah. dove hunting than turkey hunting. Okay. But the, the number of actual days hunted is, is less. So what what most people often do with dove, it's even though the dove season is Big fairly long... weekend. Yeah, they, go, they usually go like the opening weekend or maybe the second weekend and then... That's kind of it. Now you got some really serious dove hunters who hunt doves consistently throughout, but for most folks, it's usually a Labor Day weekend. And maybe it does one seem or, to be kind of a social. Event. It's very, very much social. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I have a friend. I think um, I think I got this right. It's a dove hunting. 
South America? Is that like it? Yep, they can do yeah. it down there. Yeah. yeah. And it so, goes to like Argentina every right. year. Argentina is a big destination yeah. people go to. It's a different species of dove down there, and you put me on the spot, I forget which one it is. Um, but they have, they're a nuisance in a lot of the ag fields uh-huh. in Argentina, and they, um, they just blacken out the skies down there. Jeez. It's, it's crazy. Anyhow. All right, so alligators. Alligators coming up too. So that we got two big ones that are that are right, you know, just a couple of weeks away. Um, alligator season will begin on the 27th, and so you know that's not just open for everybody. You have to on public waters have already been drawn, and all of that's already taking taking place. And then private waters, you know, gotten your application and stuff in because wow. uh, you know gators are, you know, gators are, are fairly restricted, but it's a growing sport but it's uh it's coming up to the 27th so just here within a couple of weeks gerard we're going to have all kind of opportunity starting back wow that's amazing long summer we're also taking um our uh application period is open for a lot of our draw hunts on wmas particularly uh teal so you know little little small duck migrates through really early uh teal season uh we have uh, draw hunts on some of those so those applications are open through the 15th which is you know basically through um, next weekend so if you want to participate in some of our teal hunts you need to go ahead and look at that uh, WMA deer hunt applications are open through August 31st and then you can also apply for rabbit hunt applications those still got a while they go all the way into October we'll take applications but the teal you need to, if you want to if you want to do uh, teal hunting on some of our WMAs that are uh, draw hunt only for that. You need to be thinking about it. Real okay, quick. so the alligator hunting kind of fascinates me. Is there uh, how long does that last? Uh, I forget oh, off the top of my season. head. It's not very. It's just it's a couple a short, of weeks. Yeah, yeah. just a couple right. of weeks. That you, span, you put a little me bit on longer the, on private land. Yeah, and, put me and on the spot it, with the exact number of days, but it's only a few weeks. And it's, uh. is this a situation where we're trying to thin the herd of alligator or whatever you call them. <laughs> groups? I don't know. I don't think it's a herd. Well, yeah, um, I don't know. It's a pod. A pod. Is it really? I didn't know that. Google. A pod. A I'm pod not, of I, will, I will not be wrong. Well, cool. Could be. Okay. Are we trying to thin the pod? Not, not of could well, be. yes and no. It is. Um, so, you know, if you go way, way back, alligators were a threatened species. You know, sure. we came yeah. know, decades and decades and decades ago, came yeah. really close to losing them, but they've been a conservation success story where the population has grown and grown and grown to the point where it can sustain. Uh, a certain amount of harvest, you know, and okay. so that's something that our agency keeps a tab on and regulates. And so we allow, you know, we allow hunters in the state of Mississippi to take an take two alligators. You can take two during the season, um, and it's just done sustainably. So, I mean, in a way, I guess you're you're if you want to call it thinning the herd, yeah, yeah. But it's it's the a pod. you know the the uh, management implications of that are a little bit different aim than than for deer, but. Rhino says gator season starts noon on August 27th and ends noon on September 6th. There you yeah, go. It's pretty I forgot that. Short also, time span. Uh, uh, Rhino, quick on his feet, says Argentina has the eared dove, a cousin of the morning dove. I appreciate I that. that, Rhino. There you go. I, kn- I knew it was not the same species. <laughs> okay. I could not remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. We so may I'm have ass- a job for Rhino. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that. Uh, you cannot discern between a male and a female alligator when you're hunting them, right? There's a special well, way to do that. 
Uh, well, I figured yeah, there was, but can, there is can a way. When you got a rifle in your hand, is the question. And at, I, um, at range, you I know. have done it. So what? Michelle crazy, got looped into that. Yeah. Yes, um, I, I got looped into all the officers were standing there, and I was not going to be the girl in the group. So I know how to tell the difference between a male and female alligator, and I think I'm probably the only one sitting at this table who has done that. I think yeah. I've, I've probably done that in the past. Well, we'll have yep. to kick off the next segment with that explanation there, Michelle. Also. Once again, I've encountered a snake. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> i got to bring that to you and a whole lot more here on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 94. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 75. Your Tuesday rolls in with a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 96. And for your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny sky, high near 96. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Gallo here with a word for business owners about direct primary care from TrustCare, Mississippi's walk-in health clinic leader. Direct primary care reduces your health care costs for employees by 40%, and they get fast, anytime access to their primary care doctor without copays, deductibles, or unexpected medical bills, all for under $70 per month. Give it a shot. Call 601-707-3370 or visit TrustCareHealth.com. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days, only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers' tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off i-55 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't Don't miss miss it. it hey this is bob and if you're like me you like dealing with local people majestic metals was founded in mississippi in 1950 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. 
Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome back, everyone. Mississippi Outdoors Radio, Super Talk Mississippi. All right, so I'm working in my yard, doing a little um, pruning of the liriope. Monkey grass. Also, A.K.A. monkey grass, right? And, uh, you know, heard something kind of shuffling in, the, in the, the long leaves, which are produced by the liriope. And first thought, it's a frog, because they have lots of frogs, especially tree frogs around my house. And then, then all of a sudden, it kind of came, uh, uh, sort of surfaced up to the top, elevated, and it was a, a snake. And I still have that vision of it. I went and looked it up. I, I could tell that uh, it didn't have the, the bands, uh, the um, I guess the vertical bands that are more concerning, I think, as far as the poisonous snakes. And it venomous. clearly what venomous. <laughs> That's right. Not poisonous, venomous. I learned that on the show. You're right. Got it. Um, and so I, uh, it's just habit, you know. So. Uh, but I went and looked it up, and it was a garter snake, but it don't matter. It still kind of startles you when you're sort of around the house. And I get worried about it getting inside and all that sort of stuff. Then you'd have to catch it. So what'd you do? Did you, like, out. squeal? Or you not just, what, <laughs> I just kind of jumped back, you know, and sort of caught my breath. But it, So I have um, a close by to where the, the monkey grass is. I've got a, a nice stand of um, autumn ferns. And uh, they're very thick this time of year, and that's where it went. So... I, um, I've seen like skins shed in those beds. The garter snakes do they shed their skin mm-hmm. like that too? So okay, so long as it's not them bad kind, the venomous good, kind. A good healthy snake can shed maybe four times a year. Okay. We find sheds like crazy in our yard. Well, Mister No Shoulders was uh, around the <laughs> around the house there. Not a, not a good thing, but you know. There's a quite a few different snakes you can find in your flower bed, and, and most are very small, like. Worm snakes or DK snakes um, or earth snakes, and people are like, "Oh, I found a baby snake!" And they're they're full grown adults. They're just very small. Gotcha. Dealing with little tiny critters that are you know not bothering us at all. So yeah. Just give them their space and, and let them go on. Well, I I certainly wasn't going to interfere and intrude on its space. So <laughs> <laughs> that's wasn't going to step on it or anything like that. But I just bolted out of the way. So all right. Uh, what were we talking about before we went to break? Uh, alligators. Allig- alligators. Yeah. So Michelle was going to tell us how we can. No, no. <laughs> I don't know if we can tell it on the air. Oh, okay. The boys right. from the girls. Oh, okay. I don't so know. there's not. I guess the the your question was, can you look at the alligator and tell boy or girl? Yeah. You Without, really like careful examination, yeah. right? There there are there are ways, but you got to do a little pro- poking and prodding and stuff. But but generally. Uh, if you're now Ricky Flint, the, well, the, the alligator, the alligator man, he yep. says he says big, you can look ones. at the eyes and the way they the way the eyes are set. And he thinks of an alligator or a snake. Not, Alligator. Okay, <laughs> but it's not that the the that's not a, a I ain't getting hard, that close fast to him, rule. Though. Um, 
there is a little bit of a size difference. If you Gen- got a twelve footer, yeah, most generally likely, the really really big ones are almost oh, always going to be don't male. Okay. Necessarily get that large. Yeah, I'm not saying there's you, not one that has, but and Ricky yeah, can correct me later. Usually the females but. are going to be you know eight nine feet at the most. Occasionally, I think the records maybe up closer to ten on a female. Okay. So they're they're rarely going to exceed eight or nine feet. Uh, whereas the really really big ones that you see people bring in the you know eleven twelve thirteen footers, those are almost always male. But you know. If it was a six-foot gator, it would be almost impossible to look at it externally. You know? Okay. So uh, there's uh, there's no restrictions during this couple of weeks we have of alligator hunting with respect to gender, right? I mean, no. it's not like a dose like deer doe yeah. season. But there I is can't a, imagine it, if it was people be out there scratching their heads. Yeah, there there is there is a size limit though. You can you can take one below um, seven, seven feet yeah. and okay. one above. Okay. So, but wow. that's not based on that's not a distinguishing the gender. That's more of a age thing. What does one hunt alligator with weapon wise? Uh, good question. So, well, there's really a two part process. So the first part is sort of like fishing. Okay. Uh, where you're going to use a, a fishing pole with, uh, you know, some some really heavy line and, and hook combinations and that sort of stuff, uh, some really serious tackle, in other words, and you're going to sort of catch the alligator as you would a fish. Uh, and then once the alligator is secured, yep. uh, you're going to dispatch it with a uh, shotgun. A shotgun? Yes, at that point. When I don't know why I was boat. thinking rifle or something. Yeah, like a rifle that. would be uh, not legal. No. Ah. Shotgun. Okay. Public gotcha. waterways. Okay, yep. well, thank you for correcting me on that. Yep, yep. So what, one final question about... The gender distinction, and mm-hmm. I'm way out of my league here, but like birds, the male typically has a different color, maybe a, a, a Some deep, birds. Sexual birds. dimorphism. Okay. Yeah. So does that apply to alligators? Just curious. Just on the size <clears throat> thing. Like I said, size. you can't really look, you know, there, there's not like a coloration difference like or anything like that. When you that. have okay. certain species where they're territorial, most likely the males are the larger of the species. Okay. So like your alligator snapping turtles are the same. Males are huge. Females are smaller. Okay. But not the same with your water turtles. Completely different. All right. So uh, we just need to get Ricky yeah. back in here to talk gators. Between, He's making a note. Yeah, yeah between now and... <laughs> Yeah, especially with the season coming up. I think that'd be very timely. Always a hot topic. Yep, absolutely. Uh, All right, what about the hunter education there, Megan? What's going on with that? Uh, When did that program start? Um, We've had hunter education in this country since around 1950 and started to reduce incidents, to educate and inform people, and it has done a fantastic job over the years in reducing hunting incidents. It's more like, you know, making people aware of what they need to know. And on top, it's not just that, it's a ton of useful information, even for those that are non-hunters, even for people that may be just attending because they're taking a child to a course. I feel like there's always something that somebody can walk away with from that class, even if they decide that, oh, I will never hunt. It's it's interesting to me, and, and, and we forget it today, but if you look back at the statistics from 40, 50 years ago, the number of people who got shot hunting was astronomically oh, yes. higher really? than it is well, today. Oh, yeah. Fewer conservation laws. There was no standard set of rules for people to follow. It was kind of just willy-nilly out there. It's probably not fair to say it was ever a common thing, but it was certainly a lot more of those than it oh, is I, now yeah. today. It has okay. made a huge impact over the years throughout the country on the reduction of incidents. Yeah. 
Well, uh, and so we've been doing that a long time, which which is good, especially now learning. I'm glad to know that that how much that has sort of changed the landscape mm-hmm. with respect to safety uh, in in uh, in the woods and and out in the outdoors when you're carrying around a a weapon, which is a, a course a problem if if those uh, rules and just best practices and just common sense really aren't observed. Uh, who who all is required to receive hunter education? So in Mississippi, and this just because it's from Mississippi does not mean it's for Alabama or Louisiana. Okay. But everyone born after January first, nineteen seventy-two, has to be certified to hunt in Mississippi. Wow. And if you're before born before that, you're considered grandfathered in. But then you decide you want to go and elk hunt in Colorado. Well, that doesn't follow their guidelines. So we have people of all ages taking the course because they may be hunting elsewhere and realize that their exemption status in Mississippi does not qualify them to hunt in other states. Okay. All right. Um, and so where are the courses? Where can one find out about the courses and where so, are they held? Due to last year, we've had a lot of changes in Hunter Ed and probably just in the midst of changing the last time I came on to talk about it. But um, so we have classroom courses and they are open right now. So when you go to our website under the Outreach and Education tab, you'll see the Hunter Ed page. And two big green rectangles. One says search for a Hunter Ed class. One says take the online certification. So as the end of July last year, we made some changes and lowered the online certification age to 12. So anyone that's 12 and above can take full online Hunter Ed certification. That means you take the class online. They don't have to show up anywhere else. They get their card emailed to them. Their information goes into our database. We can search them through there. Anyone that's 10 or 11, because the lowest age that we'll certify is 10, um, the 10 and 11-year-olds still have to take a sit-down course. And we do have those available. Or they can wait until they're 12. And the reason we decided 12 was because in Mississippi, everyone that's between the ages of 12 and 15 mm-hmm. can actually hunt alone with a hunter ed certification, mm. which means if their mom and dad want to put them on a separate stand while they're deer hunting, they can do that. If they decide not to take it, then they have to be basically within arm's reach of those kids while they hunt together. They need to deer hunt in the same stand or sit together when they dove hunt, etc. They can't let them do it alone. Mm. I know the major isn't here today, but do, do you run into folks that are violating these rules? They they ask them to present uh, their their hunter ed safety uh, confirmation. I would, I would say it's few and far between. I've, you run into kids sometimes, and um, usually ends in a nice stern talking to. You need to you're done hunting today. You need to take your hunter ed course if they're not with an adult. I got you. If the licensed adult that they need to be with. I got you. Well, that that makes try to urge them in the right direction. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes sense. I just didn't know if folks are out there. It's just... not running rampant, no. Okay, good. That's that's good to know. All right, it's time for a break here on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. We'll come back. Stay with us.
in the house, my friend Lee Garland of EXP. What's happening, Lee? 2020 was an incredible year. We sold hundreds of houses. As a matter of fact, and thank you, you took care of a family member. What was so unique about selling that home was the buyer who bought it, bought it sight unseen. They bought it from the videos, photos, and drone footage that we shot. They did not actually step foot in the house until the week before closing. Share with us some of the other advantages of the marketing campaign. One of the things that we do is we give sellers options. We give them the option of assurance, convenience, and the ability to get top dollar on their property. If the seller needs the assurance that their house is going to sell, we can guarantee that sale. If it doesn't sell at the end of the listing agreement, we'll buy it. And that's what makes you guys the leader in the market. We are the number one team in central Mississippi. We spend more money marketing properties than anybody else. We have an advertising budget of almost a half a million dollars where the average agent only spends $250 to $500 a month. Go to LeeWillBuyIt.com or call us at 601-983-1130. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where customers are game. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Mommy, you know how you told me never to keep secrets? Yes, baby, why? I think you're keeping them. What? I think you think Daddy has no business using tools around the house. Oh, that's not a secret. He knows. That's why I encourage him to shop at Ace Bolt and Screw. They help your daddy get the tools and fasteners he needs, and they give him great advice about his projects. Then why are you always on him about getting stuff finished? Well, there's only so much the guys at Ace Bolt and Screw can do for your daddy. He sure is good at buying ice cream, though. And tools. Ace Bolt and Screw, Jackson and Gluckstadt. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. State health leaders believe the 50 to 64 age group will have the highest mortality rate in the coming weeks. Singing River Health System CEO Lee Bond says the Delta variant is affecting all ages. Young people are dying. We, we have saved hundreds of people, tons, and, and most of them we do. But there are some people that this wicked, insidious disease they cannot overcome. There is no modern medicine silver bullet that will save these people. There are 20 children hospitalized with COVID across Mississippi. Emergency rooms and ICUs are full, and Bond says healthcare workers are at their breaking point. Close to 7,000 new COVID cases are being reported from Friday through Sunday. 97% of those cases are among the unvaccinated. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your neighborhood Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey. On the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack, you can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda's been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire and Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASC certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Centers offers lube oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course tires, just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Centers supports Mississippi outdoors, and of course, we go the distance for you. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. back everyone mississippi outdoors radio on the jt show each week at this time we feature one of mississippi's state parks this week it's lake lincoln state park in wesson mississippi just a short drive down i-55 south out of jackson you will find lake lincoln state park nestled in the shade of towering hardwood trees they have a 550 acre lake where visitors can fish for bass brim catfish and white perch they also offer boating, seasonal swimming, picnicking, and skiing. Lake Lincoln is one of several state parks participating in the Hunter Special this year. You can reserve one of 71 RV campsites or one of the four cabins for a unique gift. Purchase an annual park permit for $50. This permit gives you access to all the state parks for a year. Call the Jackson office at 601 432 2219 for more information. You can call the park, Lake Lincoln State Park, directly at 601-643-9044. All right, so I had a question on the C Spire text line. This individual says, I'm 73 years old, just moved to Mississippi. I did not change my driver's license yet. What are the license regulations for bank fishing in the reservoir? What about Lakes on private property, thanks. This is Cajun Owl is oh, who wrote that in. <laughs> Cajun Owl. Yeah. So to give you the exact answer, um, residents require or, 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 excuse me, enjoy a lot of nice exemptions in Mississippi. So once you hit 65 as a senior in Mississippi, you no longer have to have a hunting or fishing license. So with that being said, technically – 
he would be exempt, but he needs to be able to have that proof of residency, which I would assume most licensed vendors are going to want to look at that driver's license. Um, he's welcome to call our license department and see if they'll accept anything else, but I would say that once Cajun Al updates his driver's license, then he can fish freely um, without a license. And actually, in Mississippi, for residents on private property, regardless of age, a fishing license is not needed. Um, but that is not the truth or the same for non-residents. Gotcha. So just need – so as a resident, you're in good shape. Right. Yeah. Just uh, need to go ahead and get that driver's license. I think so. I think out. that'll yeah. solve all his problems. That, that's a problem on some other issues as well, right? You're, you got so long to change out your driver's license once you transfer into the state. I don't know the rules on I'm, that. Right, oh, do you? There's something. There's look, you got 10 days from the time you buy a boat to get it registered. I can give you that one. Okay. No <laughs> but boat. Usually, yeah, there's usually timelines on that. So you need to go ahead and get that updated, and then you can enjoy your exemptions. Another question here. Can you use a pistol when hunting for gators? I believe not, in, in s- far as the dispatch of the gator goes. How okay. can you use shotgun? Here's a question from my good friend Lucian Smith. Lucian, of course, is a, an avid hunter and also former chairman of the GOP. He's an attorney at uh, Balsh and Bingham and serves as the primary attorney for the Mississippi Lottery Corporation. Had the pleasure of working with him over the last three years on that. He says, I hunt alligator and ducks, but never think about one while hunting the other. Do duck hunters ever have bad experiences with alligators in or around duck blinds? It seems like they would, but I haven't ever heard of a problem. What do you think? That's probably one of those things you just don't need to think about. (laughs) In all seriousness... um, Say it couldn't happen in Mississippi with some of our temperatures and the... Yeah, I mean... um, They might get up and get stirred around on occasion. During the normal waterfowl season... You, it should be you dormant. do occasionally see alligators out, you know, like like Megan say, we get some of those days where the temperature might get up into the 60s or 70s. But I forget the exact there there's even though the the gators may be active, they're not feeding at that time. When the time. water's below 73 degrees. Yeah, they, I got can't, you. they can't digest their food properly. So okay. they're not going to they may come out for a little while during winter, but they're not going to feed. So it's not, you know, other than maybe the startle that you might get if you encountered one, there's not really some danger you need to worry about in okay. regard. But Ricky can yeah. dispute it, but I think it's 73 degrees is the water temperature. Hmm. So it it's to be uh, I, I above guess it, that. And in duck season, usually it's cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like well, very cold. Right. Usually. Right. And even if, like, like you're saying, even if, yeah. the, even if the air temperature, because occasionally, you know, we do get a, a winter day that yeah. gets up into the 70s, low yeah. 70s, yeah. Do a but the water temperature is not going to rise, you know, that quickly. I got still you. Gonna, the water temperature would still be fairly cool. So, you just need to be careful either way. Yeah, right? well, I, it's one of those... I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, I wouldn't worry <laughs> about it. it it's, okay. it's, it'll probably startle you, but it's not something you really need to be concerned about. Alright, so uh, another question about the Hunter's Ed uh, as well, and that is... It, are, are licenses uh, transferable? Are they? Or is there some oh, res- so is your reciprocity? Hunter, yes, Hunter's your Ed. certification. Yeah. Yes. So um, every state in the United States is a member of the International Hunter Ed Association, and that's where we get our standards for how we set up our courses, what we allow, what we don't allow to, to be taught, to make sure that we are getting a standard set of rules throughout the country. And yes, all fifty states have reciprocity. So if you have mm-hmm. got your Hunter Ed in, say. Montana, we will accept your card in Mississippi. We also are an international 
um, organization. So if you got your hunter ed class in South Africa, we will accept that too. Now, not every country in the world is a part of this, um, a part of IHEA, but if you are, I will accept your hunter ed certification. Okay. All right, what about uh, if someone wants to be an instructor, Hunter Ed instructor? So on our same website, on the Hunter Ed page, if you look over to the left, there's some column there, and you'll see Hunter Ed instructor. Click on that and fill out an application, and we will check you out, and then we will have you attend a six-hour course to be certified as a Hunter Ed instructor. You know, there could be some some parents, could they not, Captain, that might have a little hesitation in sending their, their kids to a course. What, what do they learn, and should there be any concerns there? Oh, no, there's no concerns. Um, if nothing else, even if that child decides they are not going to hunt, they will come out with all kinds of useful information. Um, and I always bring my list because there's so many things. So it's your obvious um, hunting techniques and rules and regulations. We have a great chapter on conservation management. So kind of people learn the, the why's, why do we hunt and why is it okay to hunt. Um, wildlife ID, and if you get a good... Uh, instructor that knows a lot about wildlife or a biologist that stops by. You may have furs and skulls and all kinds of neat stuff to look at. Everything from talking about um, ammunition and firearms. That's our longest chapter. It's a three-hour chapter on the importance of firearm safety. Uh, all your other hunting techniques. Uh, bow hunting. A big section on tree stands, which we, we did want to mention something about tree stands here in a minute. Survival, first aid skills, how to use a compass, um, if the facility is set up, they are welcome to do a live fire as a portion of the firearms um, chapter. They don't; ha- it's not required anymore. But I know, like, um, there's a class in Grenada this weekend at Camp McCain, and they're going to do live fire at their course just to make sure that they can demonstrate those firearm safety rules with those that are taking the class. If someone so, loses their card, what should they do? Oh, I'm fixing to get a million of those calls. <laughs> <laughs> On the same website, Mississippi Department of Wildlife, under the Outreach and Education page, you will see several links that says, um, the link says Duplicate Education Card. And the reason it says that is because the system that holds your Hunter Ed number also holds your voter ed number so click on that you you don't need your number to retrieve your number you need your last name the last four of your social and your birth date and for free it will pop up your number and then it'll give you an option to buy a hard card if you want one we don't require that you have the hard card if you just want to take a screenshot of that certificate we're fine with that if you want to write your number down in your phone we're fine with that it can be digital just whatever proof you have we'll take it we can always verify it through our system so not required to buy the hard card, but you can retrieve your number immediately. The Mississippi Scholastic Shooting Program, exactly what is that? Okay, so um, the program, we take kids 7th through 12th grade, and they're going to compete in skeet, trap, and sporting clay. So and we've been on here several times and kind of differentiated between those two disciplines, but it's, it's basically shotgun shooting. So it, uh, I kind of liken it to Ames. So Ames is the the archery in Mississippi schools. This is shotguns in Mississippi schools. And I know just saying that on the air, there were people that did a double take and they're <laughs> like, um, shotguns in Mississippi schools. But it is extremely safe. So one of the things that ties Captain Vedrick and I together is we require all the kids in the program to take and complete hunter's education. Um, we also certify all of the coaches 
in Hunter's Ed Instruction, and then also uh, range safety, and then to be able to teach or to coach MSSP. So the people involved in this program are our staff. Our conservation officers run the events, so our law enforcement is involved. The um, instructors and coaches on the school levels have been trained by us to do this, and then the kids have been instructed in hunter safety. So it's extremely safe. It is a great program. How many schools are there? This year we've got, at the moment, 70 schools, but we have till August 20th to kind of complete that number, and I'll, I'll tell you about that okay. at another time. Yep, and after the break, we got a couple more questions about that as well, Michelle. The Mississippi Scholastic Shooting Program, the acronym MSSP. We'll step aside right here, final segment of Mississippi Outdoors Radio coming up. We're going to talk about uh, Mississippi Outdoors TV as well. Stay with us. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Summer travel is ahead and the need continues. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood as we move into the summer months. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Watkins Construction and Roofing. They are the premier company to count on. I know that by personal experience and customer satisfaction and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from start to finish. It also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team, 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com, nomoreroofleak.com. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. 
For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. As a farmer, I I grow U.S. farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product, and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Smelly, and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm-raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as that. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. In addition, join the Grammy Museum Monday, August 16th, for words and music by singer-songwriter Keith Sykes. And on Sunday, August 22nd, for MTV Stories on Screen, I Still Want My MTV, featuring post-screenings by director Patrick Waldrop. For more details or how to purchase tickets for MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, or other August programs, go to GrammyMuseumMississippi.org or visit Grammy Museum Mississippi on Facebook or Instagram. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Mississippi Outdoors Radio. So we just got a few minutes here, Michelle, talking further about the Mississippi Scholastic Shooting Program. It's uh, it's experiencing growth. It has. It began, now we're going into our seventh season. And so initially it was like seven schools and like, no, actually initially the pilot program was like four schools and 30 students. And so now this year, like I said, we're, we're sitting at 70 schools, looking at about 1,200 shooters. Okay. Um, now, we, it is both public and private. Like, people will ask that question. You can public schools participate, private schools participate, and then we have clubs. So we're sitting right now about half and half. We've got 32 private schools, 29 public schools, wow. and nine clubs. Now, most of the clubs, the way that kind of works is they'll set up the club because maybe the school or the school board aren't quite sure yet if this is something they want to do. And within a year or two, then the school usually kind of takes it on. So um, we're excited about this season. So I do want to get to that if we're, we're short on time. Adam's going to have to invite me back another week. <laughs> so um, the season is actually kind of very unique. It is the entire school year. So what that looks like is when school goes back in August, we begin and we go all the way to May, but we do that because this is an outreach program for our department and we don't want the kids not to be able to participate because they play baseball or softball or football. So we do a phenomenal job of working around all the different seasons, state testing, we work around 4-H, so we're not in competition with 4-H. We want our 4-H shooters to be able to participate in both so we don't schedule anything 
thing when they have regionals or their state tournament in July. Um, it, it's amazing how well we've done at making sure that the kids can participate if it's something that they want to do. Okay. So what is the uh, what is the distinction between this program and the Hunter's Ed program? Is there some overlap, and then how are they related? The overlap is probably just the the teaching part. So okay. we we send these kids to make sure that they've taken Hunter's education so that they can get that safety and that knowledge. Now, um, Megan and all her, her guys that are under her, her girls and guys, her conservation officers, they help us run the program, which is fabulous. When you come to an MSSP event, you're going to see officers at every stand. And so sometimes parents will have that, that issue of, and, it, and I hate it, like I wish that it was not the way our minds operate in this society to say that firearms are so dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, it, we're a rural state. Mm -hmm. I, I would say most of your listeners have children or kids, teenagers that hunt. Sure. So if you're going to be in a state that actively hunts, then the best thing to do is make sure that those kids are equipped and they know how to do that properly. And our program just reiterates that. We help them. So Hunter Ed starts the process of teaching them how to be safe and, and what to do. And then if they're part of our program, they're actively participating in it and mm -hmm. learning it every day. Fine-tuning their skills. They're fine-tuning it. Now, that season, they're going to shoot three times throughout the school year so it's very doable they're going to shoot twice in the fall and then if they qualify for state once in the spring um, and I also do want to point out because we were talking about the foundation earlier uh -huh. who uh, hosted the expo with the Ag Commission our foundation has allocated $10,000 worth of scholarships every year for these kids and it, we kind of partnered with the Treasury Department and the way that looks is when these kids win then we uh, create a max savings account, a college savings account with the Treasury Department and deposit those funds into those accounts. So we've got a, a gentleman, and I have to brag on him, uh, Braden Warner from mm -hmm. East Rankin won HOA last year. He shot 199 clays out of 200 over two wow. days. He dropped one. <laughs> he dropped one. That young man, um, I believe his check this year was 5000 Wow. And then That's he had awesome. one last year, and he is just now going into high school. That was all as a junior high student. Well, a man that can't shoot 200 out of 200 just needs to practice more. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just, uh, she's got seventh, a lot of room for improvement there. Seventh graders that can take down adults <laughs> yes. with sporting wow. plays. I've watched them. It is. It is. And so the, that college scholarship is going to accrue interest, and by the time he graduates, then he'll have this uh, waiting for him for when he goes to college. Wow. And it, if he doesn't go to college? If he doesn't go. Now, the way the max accounts are set up, if you don't use it for some type of education, I believe there is a penalty. It's not a big penalty, but it is a penalty. But if he... Um, the way it worked for my children is if you have a college scholarship and you don't need that money, then it ended up being deposited. Like Mississippi State deposited money into my son's account every they semester. Get they yeah. get it back. I got you. And so if, if he had an academic scholarship or a different type of scholarship, then this would be money deposited back into his wow. account. Music's starting. we got about a minute. What's coming up on Outdoors uh, TV? A couple of things. September 2nd, we're going to start a new season for Mississippi Outdoors TV, so that's coming up right around the corner. Uh, this week, uh, youth deer hunt on Cane Mount Wildlife Management Area and a veteran squirrel hunt. Thursday nights on MPB at 7.30, and then again Saturdays at 5.30. Gotcha. Adam, Captain Frederick, Michelle, thanks so much for coming in today. We'll Thank see you. you guys next week on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. By the way, the Pentagon just announced they will require all service personnel to be vaccinated. So we'll have something to talk about tomorrow. 
when Rhino and I will return again in the studio. Stay safe. God bless, everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.